Well, 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 beautiful people, best damn nation. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I am your humble host, Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. First of all, uh, let me say that we are braced uh, and uh, we have royalty in the building. This man is a grappler. He is the green-eyed bandit. He's your mama's favorite wrestler. And he can whoop your daddy ass, Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. What up, what up, what up, peoples? Yep, your boy is back. I've been busy, been busy, but good busy. Busy is always good, you know. I don't mind this devil's playground, so I'm going to stay busy so he can go find someone else to play. What's going on, people? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, man, we good. Good, man. Good, man. Can't call it. Can't call it. Next up, we have Mr. Big Stuff himself. Master Chef, uh, bakery master. Uh, we know and love him as Senior Fuego, the one and only Chef Showtime. What's happening? What's good? What's good? How you guys doing today? Oh man, we good, player. Can't call it. Can't call it. We have the ultimate entrepreneur. He is. The dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast. The genie of the best damn wrestling podcast. The resident villain, LP, is in the building. What's that? What's going on, man? I can't believe I see four screens today. See, let's see, let's see how we do it today. Oh man, yeah, the four is in the place to be, Jack. We the ones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's good to see. All four members of the best damn crew in the spot, man. The four horsemen in this thing. You know what I'm saying? Fellas, let's go ahead and get into it, man. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the wrestling world. Uh, we got some breaking news, man. And we got to have the one and only Mr. Everything to break it to us, man, uh, Mr. Everything, you got the floor. What's happening, my friend? So we have to start the show off a little bit solemn today. Um, about an hour ago, we've got news that legendary wrestler, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Terry Funk, has passed away at the age of 79. Um the source of what actually uh, happened has not been revealed yet. And truthfully, I don't care. That's one of the things I never could understand is when people say, oh, something such passed away. Well, how'd he die? Who cares? Who cares how he died? As long as it's not a virus that's going to spread around the world and create zombies, who cares? The man is gone. Uh, so we want to say rest in peace to the legendary Terry Funk. 
Thank you for paving the way for, uh, man, so many uh, professional wrestlers out there. Um, he was a pioneer. He was a uh, a road maker. He, he, yeah, I mean, you think about anybody from Mick Foley to uh, Mark Briscoe to the Briscoes who all kind of uh, emulated his style. Um, he was Mr. Hardcore. He was, you know, everything that we could think of, you know, ECW, WWE, WCW, New Japan, NWA. Um, so rest in peace, Terry Funk. Uh, Godspeed, and we will see you on the other side when we get there. Rest in peace to the legendary Terry Funk. Let's talk about it real quick, man. Uh, do you have a, a favorite Terry Funk moment, Mister Everything? Man, actually, I, I I honestly don't. I didn't really follow much of Terry Funk's career. Truthfully, uh, I just know from being on the road, hearing stories, uh, seeing matches with him and C.W. Anderson, just hearing you know stories from him and other guys who actually trained under Terry Funk. Um, I want to say one of the, the biggest ones is uh, uh, Terry Funk and Dusty, I want to say. It was one of the biggest ones that people would always talk about and just hearing and seeing people um, and seeing people just kind of follow his style um, is, is amazing. I mean, that's when, that's when you know you left a mark on the industry or just on the world, period when people want to follow the style that you've done and, and try to do the things that if they see you do. So yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much all I got right now. Oh man, let me uh go out to the best damn uh, nation, man. If you guys have any fond memories or matches of Terry Funk, just go ahead and put it down there in the comment box and let people know uh, what was your favorite Terry Funk moment. Uh, and we all, at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, want to say Godspeed and rest in peace to the legendary Terry Funk. Man, sorry to sorry to end it on a kind of kind of somber note. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not the the direction that we wanted to go with, but eh, you know what I'm saying? Potatoes, potatoes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man, Mr. Everything, I'm going to run it back to you, man. Uh, we're going to talk about some other things that's been happening in wrestling. Hold on, before I uh, get, you know, go a little bit further, man, I wanted to point out this picture, man. We all heard about the Montgomery Brawl and this, uh, you know, the, the, the group of New Day, they've always uh, <laughs> found a way to kind of poke light of a lot of situations. And I can say, uh, that the New Day has always been uh, pro-progression uh, and pro-black. Um, I remember when the Black Lives Matter thing was going on, they had the uh, the wristbands and the armbands that had to be uh, Black Lives Matter logo on it. Um, and then they kind of find a way to kind of slide social issues or uh, uh, media or entertainment news into their promos. Uh, in a lot of places, but I wanted to point out this picture that popped up of Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston uh, holding these white Montgomery uh, brawl Alabama. <laughs> uh, 
chairs, man, the white folding chairs. <laughs> LP, we talked about it last week, man. You said you hated uh, Xavier Woods' new hairstyle, man. Uh, he's kind of look like Millie Vanilli over there. What's mm -hmm. going on? <laughs> Giving us Millie Vanilli vibes. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, I thought that was funny. So I just wanted to share it with the best damn nation, man. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to do it with you guys last week, man. But uh, this year marks 50 years in hip hop, man. And we got to talk about this uh, spread uh, that happened, man. We got Buster Rhymes, Method Man, and, and 50 Cent all in, in great shape, mind you. All these guys, they look like they will be a great faction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, but, you know, they're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. Uh, fellas, I just want to go around the room real quick, man, and just uh, kind of mention some of our uh, favorite hip-hop songs. Uh, and let's do this even further. Uh, what has been some of your favorite uh, rappers or, or uh, stars in the hip-hop world that's collaborated or... Um, in some type of way with wrestling. You know what I'm saying? For instance, I'm going to go ahead and mention the great Snoop Dogg, who is a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, Snoop Dogg is a WWE Hall of Famer, longtime fan. Uh, he's even been involved in a couple of segments. Uh, most recently, man, last year, I believe it was last year, he saved the segment uh, with The Miz and Shane uh McMahon, where that was uh, yeah, where uh, where Shane McMahon's quads blew out, man. He looked like a transformer, like he was breaking <laughs> break dancing Ninja Turtle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> blew out both his quads. He took two steps, ah, took another step, ah, just folded back. It was horrible. Uh, but Snoop Dogg kind of saved that moment, man, and did a a, a Snoop Dogg people's elbow, which was kind of funny, man. Uh, but Snoop Dogg is definitely a part of hip-hop, and he's a huge WWE fan, man. Fellas, let's go around the board. Let's talk about some of your favorite uh, rappers that crossed over into the wrestling territory. Let me go LP. Uh, you said what now? The rappers that, rappers that became wrestlers or wrestlers that became rappers? No, rap, rappers that's kind of uh, made they, their presence known in the in the wrestling world. Like I just gave you an example of Snoop Dogg, man. How Snoop Dogg kind of dabbled in the WWE and now is a WWE legend. Uh, talk about some wrestlers, some of your favorite uh, rappers that's kind of stuck their foot into the uh, wrestling entertainment world. Oh, well, I mean, if I'm gonna be the villain, I'm gonna be the villain. So if we're going to talk about wrestling and rapping, let's talk about that culture vulture. John Cena would have to be uh, a <laughs> John Cena would have to be listed in that category. Uh, Dr. Thugonomics uh, himself, uh, who had a platinum rap album, who had a lot of black friends that used to come out there and rap with him. I don't know where they at now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to I got to I got to give that. A, I got to get that to the Dr. Thugonomics. <laughs> oh man hey you know what he might be the, the best rapper wrestler of all time you know what I'm saying I think I would give it to John Cena for that one yeah, and yeah, he, did, he, did, he did have a platinum album 
which is which is is crazy to me. A lot of people don't even know that that John Cena has a platinum rap album. That's that's pretty crazy. Let me go over to Chef, man. Chef, who are some of your uh, favorite wrestlers that kind of stepped foot in the the wrestling ring? Our truth. Our truth. Yeah, man. Bad boy beastie. Our <laughs> truth. Like John Cena rapping. Now, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he, he still got his interest song, man. I wish I could show. Have you guys seen that uh South African video? Uh I think it was a South African video of a um a politician. I guess he was uh running on a political platform and he used John Cena's mm -hmm. uh, music at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And it was like fireworks and and all kind of confetti floating around. I was like, man, that was dope as hell. I like, <laughs> I like how they did that. I thought that was interesting, man. Uh, also, let me give some love to Wale, man. Wale, uh, who also has Wale Mania uh, adjacent to WrestleMania every year, uh, where he brings out the hip hop community into uh, misses it with the the wrestling world, man. Wale is a huge wrestling fan, um, and he's a great rapper, man. So I gotta salute Wale uh, for that. Uh man, let's go ahead and, and get into some more stuff, man. Well, before we do that, before we do that, I got a list of rappers that's actually stepped in, stepped into a WWE forum in some kind of way. Let's so, get it. really quick, gonna run through these as fast as possible. Uh, coming in at number ten. Hold on, the phone's doing something crazy. Coming in at number ten, Ice T. Ice T went to the ring alongside the Godfather um, during his entrance in WrestleMania 2000. Two kids. Uh, I get <laughs> number number nine at WrestleMania five. Run DMC went out there and performed um, during WrestleMania. Uh, so that's amazing. I didn't I didn't remember that. Uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is a rap artist. Rap artist. Oh, oh, a wannabe rapper. Oh, okay. Well, well, I guess what a, a wannabe made his wannabe <laughs> wannabe self in a one in a wrestling ring. Um, that was a dumb segment that he had with the Miz. Let's let's not forget about that whole debacle. Uh, Fred Durst, um, who was legendary for doing um, Undertaker's uh, biker persona music along with Limp Biscuit. Uh, Salt and Pepper made an really? appearance at WrestleMania. Uh, said it was the <laughs> one of the worst WrestleManias of all time during their performance. Yeah. <clears throat> it was out there with uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, let's see. MGK went out there at number five. Um, he actually got involved and got slammed through a table off the uh, off the entranceway. Yeah, by Kevin Owens. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, uh, Flo Rider has always been instrumental in WWE. He's had some music um, plays, especially when they when they go down to uh, Florida and they do things out there. Flo Rider's always been like number one to kind of get picked up. Wale, as we just mentioned, came in at number three. Uh, Snoop Dogg came in at number two. Sasha Banks' cousin. Let's not forget that. And at number one, we cannot forget this man because he's been doing a lot lately. Uh, Bad Bunny has been doing some things. 
Um, and let's not also forget Mr. 305. His music has been utilized a lot in WWE whenever they would go down to Florida as well. So, man, is- man, man, damn rapper. Huh? Y'all not going to put Bad Bunny on no hip-hop list. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is not, this is not my list. This is a list I found on Google, on the internet, on the World Wide Web. This is you, what can't say, you, can't, you can't say that, though, Kelsey, uh, because he's a Spanish hip-hop. Yeah. He's a reggaeton, so that's, that's, that's yeah. And if, and if, if we want to mention wrestlers that were rappers, we have John Cena, our truth, uh, Macho Man actually did a a rap. Song. He did do a rap album in the early two thousands. Uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, we all call him Terry now. No one calls him Hulk Hogan anymore. We call him Terry. Let's call him. Let's call him who he is. And Conan actually did a rap album as well. So huh. they're all your rappers of the world who asked, who were either a wrestler. Or got involved in wrestling in some kind of way, and that's just WWE. Let's not forget the independents in AEW who try to bring in guys like uh, Rick Ross. Um, uh, shoot, I can't. Uh, Stevie J and uh, Meek Mill, Meek Mill, and all of them. So there's a lot of guys out there that's actually had their opportunities in the wrestling world. Oh, and let's let's forget. Let's please forget. After I say it, let's go ahead and erase it. Let's go ahead and do the minute black, zap your eyes. Um, Bow wow. Oh, when he was beefing with Jay Garfield. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. You guys yeah. forgot something, man. You got, I got to give it, I got to call him a rapper, man. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, uh, who has had yeah, plenty true. of rap albums. Yeah. Shaq can still rap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he DJs now, and, uh, and uh, he does a lot. And he got his hand in every damn thing. I think that Shaquille O'Neal, as as a basketball player and just entertainer all around, probably has one of the best careers because he's really done a lot of things. But he right now is invested into everything. Mm-hmm. If if there is a, a guide to investment written by Shaquille O'Neal, that would be a top selling book because I would want to know how he negotiates a lot of these deals. I know it's it's because uh, that he's well liked and he has a, a household name, but man, Shaquille O'Neal is probably one of those those success stories, man. That other than Jordan, a lot of people admire him for his business savvy. He's a cop too. We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> we, we ain't going. We are not going to allow it. Shaquille O'Neal, big ass, and the police. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Next, you about to tell me he's an ordained preacher, and uh, you know if, if, if hey, he would have a mega church for real. He would. <laughs> he would have a mega church for real. Oh man, let listen. There was something that happened. On uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, the last time we talked about Raw, man, we saw uh, the WWE Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins being attacked by Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, a lot of people were trying to figure out why he attacked him, and I said it, it, it was plain and simple to me. 
uh, Shinsuke wanted to be in the title picture. Shinsuke is tired of sitting there watching and playing the middle card. And Shinsuke is, don't forget, let's not forget a couple of years ago when Shinsuke came in, he was the biggest damn signee that the WWE had for a, a small amount uh, of time, man. And he really made a huge impact when he came in. So uh, a lot of people are kind of downplaying Shinsuke as a legitimate threat. But Shinsuke is definitely a legitimate threat. And, you know, with the introduction of Pat McAfee to uh, SmackDown, uh, when Pat McAfee was on SmackDown, he really highlighted Shinsuke Nakamura in his career and got the fans behind Shinsuke even more. So now Shinsuke is trying to find his footing on the Raw brand. He attacked Seth Rollins. They were asking him why he did it. And, uh, and what he whispered in Seth Rollins when he kind of explained why he did it. He wanted to be in line. Seth Rollins was like, man, if you wanted to be in line, the only thing that you had to do was ask. But we know that stuff don't go down like that. You can't just ask. Uh, but there was something that Shinsuke Nakamura had whispered in Seth Rollins' ear. And everybody was trying to figure out what it was, and he told us what it was. He said, I know about your back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you know about my back? <laughs> Uh, Seth Rollins has been fighting an injury for quite some time, man. He has uh, two fractures in this vertebrae, and he has been wrestling at a uh, <laughs> at a high level for a very long time with that injury, man. I want to talk about that real quick. Uh, and do you guys think that Seth Rollins can sustain being the champion right now with an injury? Let me ask that to Chef Showtime. Uh, how, how do you feel uh, Seth's reign will be? Do you think his reign will end, or do you think it'll keep on going? Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to keep it going because they're not going to take it from Seth right now. Because like, it, it'd, be, it'd be best if they did take it from him, but you know, you know how WWE don't care about their employees. They're going to keep them fighting, taking the you know. Yeah, man, I can kind of see that. Uh, LP, who do you think should be the successor to Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw? Uh, uh. <clears throat> it depends on how long before they do it. I mean, they really they really need to go ahead and take it off of him so the man can heal up because all he's going to do is make it so it takes longer for him to come back. Um I really, I really want to, I really want Gunther to to go ahead and uh, get his little reign, and then he need to go ahead and get it because, like, he he don't he don't no he don't let me let me let me say this clear, especially <laughs> with Chef on the line, <laughs> and y'all can argue with your mamas and your daddies and your great your greasy greasy grandpappies. <laughs> Gunther is the best champion on both shows. You look at how look at the this look at this man matches. He he ain't really been having no like no bullcrap easy wins. This dude has been damn having some hell. Of, even with Shorty G, that was a hell of a damn match. Like every every match he has put out. Like y'all say what you want to about Roman. Roman has not had a hard match in a very long time. They'll make it look close, but Roman could have really killed Sammy. He could have killed Jay. Let's just keep let's keep it a book. They they make it entertaining. Roman matches are entertaining, but uh, look at all the other champions. Tell me another champion 
Even Seth. Seth has my all right stuff, but not even Seth is second. Who has had better matches in their championship reign other than my man Gunther? Go ahead. Make something up, Chef. <laughs> A lot of people have better, better reign. Man, Gunther sucks. I don't like Gunther. Gunther is what you call the dumpster water boo-boo. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got to agree with LP on that, man. I, I think that if you're going to take it off somebody and, and give it to someone who's going to have five-star matches every time, I would definitely give it to Gunther. Gunther versus uh, Chad Gable or Shorty G, as LP just uh, named him, um, had a, a knockout, dragout, clinic of a fight where Chad Gable really put it to Gunther. I think that, crazy enough, I think that Chad Gable was Gunther's toughest match, just because of his 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 uh, his wrestling ability, uh, and then his low center of gravity. It seemed like that that Chad Gable really had Gunther's number on uh, a couple of times, man. And I think that they had a really good fight. Um, Gunther doesn't miss when it comes to his matches. So if Seth Rollins had to drop the belt to somebody, I could definitely see it being Gunther. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would love for Shinsuke to get that belt. I mean, I thought I think that would be cool to have a a, a, a man of, of Asian descent and a woman of Asian descent as champions at the same time. I think that would be the first time that's, that, that's ever happened in the WWE. Um to see that, so and then Finn Balor is still around, you know, uh, vying for uh, opportunity, and Damian Priest still has the briefcase. Um, Drew McIntyre is in the tag team picture right now with uh, with uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, funny enough, the New Day gave Drew McIntyre and uh, and Matt Riddle a nickname. You guys want to know what it was? What was it? <laughs> Mac Riddle. Like the Mac Riddle? Yeah. But Mac Riddle? Yeah. yeah. Mac, Mac, yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> I thought that was kind of creative, LP. You ain't like the Mac Riddle name? Man, I'm going to tell you, I... I damn near want to turn the channel anytime the new day come on. I'm sorry. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm so tired of Roscoe and 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 tap dancing Charlie. Like do <laughs> 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 they change it and really do something, man? I'm not thinking about no new day, man. To me, they are they they are, they are some damn jokes. They 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 the, when Vince wants somebody to tap dance, he called it. He called a damn new day. <laughs> Make me laugh, boy. Do that. Do that jig. <laughs> Until they do they do something else, man. I don't know. I'm I'm sick of that. And and death with them damn break. Come on, man. Ain't no way in the hell he put them braids in his head and he and he thought that shit look good. <laughs> he trolling. He got to he got to be trolling. <clears throat> well, he he could be he could be preparing for something else. I think the braids. You know, uh, Xavier Woods is one of the guys that does like the comic cons and all that. So. Um, you know, expect him to pop up somewhere with some kind of crazy costume or something. There ain't nobody in anime, cartoon, or movie that he can portray. Don't do that. He can be the predator. 
It could be Jumper Jack Flash, Whoopi Goldberg, when she was Jumper Jack Flash. I was about to say, I was about to say Whoopi Goldberg in the color purple. <laughs> now, hey, wait, now, wait a minute. Now, what if they go on a Millie Vanilli type run with the tag team and start stealing other people's moves? You know what? That would be entertaining. No, no. <laughs> I would, I would I do, like that. I, I do think, think they're about to get the belts back, though, which, to be honest, they shouldn't get the belts back. They should really be trying to push other people because there's too many tag teams. But KO, KO, and Sammy don't need to. They need to go ahead and do their own separate stuff. They, they, they're KO back. They need to go. They need to split up. Like I, every time KO's, I know I love KO, but every time KO's in the ring, I just be waiting for him to betray Sammy because you know it's coming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel it. And I was thinking about that uh, yesterday. I was like, you know, they are on a great run. Matter of fact, uh, they were in, I believe. Was it Quebec? Oh, what, where were they at? Uh, yeah. Montreal. Quebec? Montreal. Yeah. It was. I think it was Montreal. It was one of the the Canadian uh, cities, but they were uh, in in Canada, man. And Sami Zayn came out to a thunderous applause, man. And I had just said on the last podcast that Sami has definitely lost a lot of steam. Um. But seeing that on Monday Night Raw makes me think that people still are getting behind Sammy, and if they have a great, a good storyline on Monday Night Raw, then Sammy Zayn should be a part of that in some type of way. Now, for some strange reason, Sammy Zayn and KO have been like the protectors and saviors to a lot of wrestlers, like Seth Rollins and. And Cody Rose, it's the weirdest thing. I don't get it. And and to me, I think that they should go ahead and either split the belts or put it on somebody else. Um, and give Sami Zayn a, a singles run. You know what I'm saying? Um I don't know, man. I, I just I'm kind of losing faith in, in the whole uh Sami Zayn thing. But to be honest with you, that perception that he got on Monday Night Raw made me think that, you know, a lot of people still love Sammy, man. And then if they doing something right, if they need a successor to Seth Rollins, I think putting the belt on Sammy would be a good thing. I think that Sammy Zayn can really uh, keep things going and keep the show going. To be honest with you, he's at the top of the card most of the time. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, other than Gunther, I think that you, I mean, Raw got a lot of talent, man. You got you got Drew, you got uh, you know, um, who do I just had a brain fart? You got you got, you got Braun Strowman. Braun, who Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman is out, man. But, uh, <laughs> and I know you're poking there, Braun Strowman. But uh, Braun Strowman <laughs> has some sightings, man. Let's talk about it real quick. Uh, Braun Strowman was seen with a with a, a new Latina. Some new hotness, you know what I'm saying? New mamacita in in these streets. Um, he was once dating Raquel uh, Rodriguez, and then all of a sudden these breakup rumors started happening. And then Brian Strowman is on the video with uh, with this uh, with this young lady, man, and you know, tongues the start of the wagon, man. Chef, that's your boy, man. What's happening with with your boy Brian Strowman? Hmm. Hey, got the tune. You don't want to talk about it? You don't want to comment on it? It's okay. <laughs> oh man, he probably he probably talking away and his thing on mute. Ain't can't nobody hear. 
Oh man, probably. <laughs> well, look, man, let's go ahead and get into uh, something uh, that's been on my mind a little bit. Let's go over to AEW and let's talk CM Punk. Uh, Mr. Everything, there's a, a little turmoil or a little controversy backstage at AEW, man, with CM Punk. Let's talk about that real quick. Man, it's always some type of controversy or something with CM Punk. I, I just don't understand. I mean, you got a job. You're doing something that you love. You're somewhere where people don't want you to be, and you're still there. So what, what is the problem? Like, at the end of the day, I mean, he, he went on this little – little stint, this little run saying, oh, I'm sorry, I want to make amends with this and I want to do that. And he came over to WWE and he apologized to them and all this different jazz. But it's like, don't apologize if you're going to do the same thing over again. You know what I'm saying? Like, apologize, your apologies is null and void and I don't want it. Um, show me that you're going to be different rather than saying, I'm a, instead of saying you're going to be different. So I don't, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if the guys just, if, if I don't know. And truthfully, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the man problem is. And and it ain't gonna get no better because nobody in the locker room wants to deal with it. And when you have when you have a situation where nobody wants to deal with you, it makes it hard for people to be able to, to put put you on as a product or as a brand. Like it's making it hard for them to put him on TV. He he did the little conquistador gimmick with Samoa Joe, you know, as a tribute to Edge and, and all this jazz, but Samoa Joe's one of the guys that he will he will bust your face open if he if he wants to. So you, you gotta figure out CM Punk, man. If you're watching this, hopefully you are. Figure it out, fix it, and go get your money, man. Because after a while, I'm, I'm you're up in age, and everybody gonna want to deal with you, and everybody wanna be bothered with you. Um, you you got a little spot on that that TV series Heels. So that's that's pretty good for you, I guess, but you know, what else you got? You know what I'm saying? In, in the world of, the, of professional wrestling, you know, the smallest things, the greatest thing that you do, a small people would know. The minute you start messing up, the whole world will know. And that's where you're at right now. I think the AEW is in a weird period in their growth where they have a lot of stars. No, I take that back. They have a lot of wrestlers that they don't really know what to do with. And everybody is vying for TV time. And now, you know, they, they have this collision show between um, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. You're trying to find places for all of these people that you hired on and, and brought on. And then some other wrestlers that are not doing as much are being brought down to Ring of Honor. No slight to Ring of Honor, but they don't get enough TV time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the product to be as good as it is. Um, so they, they're in a weird kind of transition period where both of their champions, their main champion, CM Punk and MJF, are very controversial figures. And I think that they are doing that for a reason, but will that be the downfall or will that be the triumph of AEW? You know what I'm saying? I think, uh, to be honest with you, MJF does a lot more harm than he does good. Why you say that? <sighs> Main reason I say that because... Man, my, 
the mentality behind. There's no respect on the belt right now. Okay. There's so many belts in AEW. And as far as his belt, people just want to beat him. They don't even care about the championship. They just want to beat MJF, which all credit due to MJF for making it his, right? Um, but he says some things that are very damaging to the ego <laughs> of Tony Khan and, and the AEW team. It's like having a having a, a unexploded uh, grenade just sitting in your bedroom. And every time you go to sleep, you don't know when that bitch going to blow up. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I'm saying? And then CM Punk, it's the same thing. You're hearing a lot of stories backstage um, that a lot of people don't get in, uh, along with CM Punk or that CM Punk has this list of wrestlers that he doesn't want to be on his show collision. You know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, that's weird to me. That's a lot of power. That kind of almost goes back to impact and, and when H Hogan had power or when H Hogan had power in, in WCW. You know what I'm saying? Um, that kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Um, who do you see as a bigger draw, MJF or CM Punk? Let me go, Mister Everything. You definitely got to go with MJF because he's he's on TV, and I, I look at MJF as like a a new age Stone Cold. Like he goes out there and talks mad trash, and um, he goes against the grain of his bosses and superiors, and it's, there's a lot of people out there, especially now, maybe more now than the Attitude Era, who really want to go out there and say, you know what? Screw you, boss. I ain't doing what you want me to do. And I'm, you keep talking, I'm going to tell your wife that you're sleeping with the secretary, and you know, I'm going to tell the secretary that you, you got uh, connections with the drug lords, with the janitors, and all this different stuff. Like, that's MJF. CM Punk is the guy that's just having issues backstage, and it's not he he it's not showing on the on TV. Like it's not something where you you're tuning in and say, okay, I want to see what CM Punk's going to say today. It's more so it's like, all right, well, CM Punk's up here. He must have got, um, you know, by just from whatever happened backstage. Like no one's actually turning turning on AEW to see CM Punk. Um, unless he's wrestling. I mean, he's very rarely wrestling. Um, but you got MJF who goes out there and says everything that everyone's thinking, but they won't say. And, you know, you, you can't deny his, um, his star power with that, with that type of uh, mentality of going out there and just saying things and drawing the people in emotionally. That's, that's the biggest thing is the emotion factor. Is he can go out there and say something, and you be like, you know what? I feel the same damn way. You know what? I ain't going to work tomorrow, but I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And that's MJF. He said, screw you. I ain't coming to work tomorrow, but I'll still be here. Because at the end of the day, I know I still got to get a paycheck. So, you know, MJF is a bigger draw for me. Mm. LP, man, who would you rather see, man, if you had to go uh, – <laughs> Pay for a, a EW ticket. Would you want to see MJF or would you want to see uh, CM Punk at the top of the card? I I mean, a lot of what Mister Everything said is correct. MJF is more entertaining. I mean, CM Punk is not even delivering in the ring like he used to. Even when he have good matches, he's still he's still in the class where 
most of those people are retired or they about to retire. So he don't have a whole lot of time left, to be perfectly honest. CM Punk has a big name, but CM Punk has never been the name he think he is. CM Punk is not Stone Cold. CM Punk is not The Rock. He's not The Undertaker. He's not Ric Flair. Those are names that everybody knows, whether you was a wrestling fan or not. Triple H is a big name. HBK is a big name. But they're, they ain't nowhere close to as big as The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, and Ric Flair. Those four names right there transcend wrestling. If you ever watched it, everybody knows those four. So CM Punk is big for people who watch wrestling. But most of the average, average person don't know who the hell CM Punk is. So I think sometimes he thinks he's a lot bigger uh, than, he, than he actually is. That's what hurts him the most. You know, he didn't get it while he could, and now he's still trying to hold on. And he feels like drama is what brings it. But MJF, and MJF is kind of a homegrown star. He's 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 AEW's homegrown star. They got some homegrown people. Even Jericho, he started AEW, but he's still WWE. Um, the Young Bucks, they started it, but they still got. To me, when I think of Young Bucks, I think of Ring of Honor because that's where I knew Young Bucks from. Um. A lot of those other stars, you knew them from other places. I never heard of a um, MJF until AEW. So he, to me, he's one of the he's he might be the top homegrown star of the country. Yeah, man, you see uh, some of the other homegrown talent that are uh, trying to make some some waves, like Darby Allen, uh, and then you have Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, I can't I can't remember uh, who else. Uh, Ricky Starks. I'm a Ricky Starks fan. I like Ricky Starks, man. And I, I wish that, you know, NXT would have picked him up when he uh, tried out. But the other homegrown talent, I'm not a, I'm not a fan <laughs> of it. I'm not a fan of Darby Allen. I don't get it. Um, I'm not I'm not a real big fan of MJF. I, I tune in to see what MJF talks about. But I still have yet to see him really wrestle a full match. Maybe it's me. I guess I, you know. And I've heard he had some pretty decent matches, but I I don't know. I don't even know what his finishing move is, to be honest with you. So I, <laughs> uh, but he just takes pride in embarrassing his, his opponents. Um, so maybe I just got to go and actually sit down and watch a, a, a full MJF match from start to finish, but I'm not interested. You know what I mean? I'm more interested in what he's saying and his gimmicks than him actually wrestling in the ring. So his mouth... And his mouthpiece is actually way bigger than his in-ring presence uh, because his in-ring presence, nobody is afraid of him. See, but I think, I think, I think you are, you're a good example of the example I'm about to give out. Like you watch wrestling, but you're WWE a thousand percent before you anything else. You're watching here and there, but you're, you're mainly going to be WWE. Even back when WCW and uh, WWE had the Monday Night Wars, I would watch both shows, but at one time I was only WCW. It wasn't until I was flipping back and forth and I seen Brian Pillman with who I didn't know who the hell it was pull a gun out on this bald headed crazy dude coming through the door. And I was hooked. That pulled me back to WWE and I've been back to WWE like ever since. But I think a lot of fans or a lot of people who compare both shows, they often criticize AEW for the same things that WWE is doing. They often criticize AEW for their women division. 
WWE has a horrible women division as well, and they're not doing a good job with that women as well. Um, you said something earlier. You said um, it was something you said about the MJF don't bring a something about a title or something. Something you said in reference to that. He doesn't bring his themes to the title. But look at all the champions in WWE who don't bring prestige to the title. We just we literally just just we literally just said that. Outside of if if you want to say Roman. You you could say Roman, but other than Gunther, all those other champions not really bringing nothing. Rhea's not bringing nothing. Whoever the tag girls are, I don't know who they who even got those belts right now. Nothing. Four four guys on the tag team belts, they doing nothing. Um, Ray Mysterio just won that belt, but come on now, what you think Ray gonna really do with that belt? I think that's all the the damn hardcore hit. Our truth with the hardcore title was putting in more work. <laughs> they need to bring that. They need to bring that belt back. <laughs> they was they were putting in a little bit more work. So, but a lot of the things people complain about AEW is literally the exact. Both of the shows have equal problems. Not not have enough not not have enough TV time for their stars. Trying to cram. At least AEW is making other shows. WWE, you see it in two shows, or, and, and that's it. They're not even trying to really do stuff like they used to, which they easily could. They probably could easily have a Saturday night or Friday night or something like that. But I guess they got NXT, so I guess they don't want to put out a fourth show. But I think when you're homegrown and you just love you love your thing, like no matter what the other ones do, you ain't never really you ain't never really gonna give them their props. <laughs> let me let me let me pose a question real quick. Cause you you did bring up a good point, LP, that WWE could create another show for the talent that they're not using. Um, if you were to have created another show, what night would you put it on and who? what, what kind of championship would kind of lead that show? Like, would you take the, the IC title over to that show and let it be the main title or the United States title or would you just create a whole nother belt? Which, you know, we talk all the time about having too many belts and not enough talent to be able to utilize it or bring any type of prestige to it. But so... If you were to bring another show, what night would you bring it on? Because you got to think about it. You got Monday, you got Friday, you got Wednesday with NXT, um, and then Wednesday is also AEW. So you got to think about it in terms of um, viewership. You know, how many people are going to actually watch on a Saturday night, especially if that's the, the premium live event nights as well. So which night would you put it on, and, and who would be your top stars in terms of that show? I, I would put it. I would put it either on a Saturday, or I would put it on a Sunday. You got to think Sundays work because look at pay per view. So you definitely can't say nobody will watch wrestling on Sunday. And even if you did on Saturdays, I wouldn't do it at night. I would do it during the day. You're, I'm not expecting it to be on the same level as SmackDown and Raw. But you remember back in the day when we had we had damn near wrestling at, at, almost at any given time on any time, and it could be like an hour show, like a two hour show. Just to give these other guys, what did they used to have? It wasn't shotgun set. I ain't think about I shotgun. Remember, I remember Saturday mornings. It was a yeah, yeah. yeah you know, they, used to have, they used to have shotgun Saturday nights, but they did used to have something during the morning. But the, the one in the morning was mainly like a, a recap show. But they would have some matches in between it. But they really could put a show on Saturday or Sunday, like a two hour show. And I would, I would either take one. I would either take the U.S. title or. Um, the Intercontinental title and let that be like a main title over, over there. Or oh, I would bring back an old belt. I would bring back the, the European. If you look at the match, the European championship used to have, 
Shout out to D'Lo Brown, the greatest European champion of all time. But they used to have some real great matches with that belt. Bring that belt and let that be over there because they have a ton of stars that could easily wrestle on another show. And and just, just so people can see them and not try to shoehorn everybody within three hours. WWE probably got what, like maybe 80, 80 wrestlers maybe? I, I don't know the number. Let's just roughly say 80. Smack, Raw is three hours, SmackDown is two hours. That's a lot of people to try to cram in in a week. And it ain't like one week you got these people. I don't want to see no more matches with KO, Sammy, and Cody versus the damn Judgment Day. I don't want to see no variation of that. No damn more. Like, please, for the love of God, stop. <laughs> like, so that's the that's the stuff like shot the world and give let somebody else be the main event. Uh, you know, of, of something. But like, those are the problems that they have that nobody talks about because WWE can be like, well, y'all gonna watch it anyway. Y'all gonna complain about it, but y'all still gonna watch it. You might stop watching it, but you're gonna come back. And that's why that's why I originally thought the good part of AEW was because that'll make WWE step up that game. And I think at one point in time they did. But I think now I think they was a, I think they was they were a little bit afraid of AEW. But like now they're not. So they just like it's gonna be what's gonna be. We're gonna do what we wanna do. If you watch it, you watch it. If you don't, you don't, we're not gonna change. And that's that's the biggest problem that I think um that they that they, they really that tribulation they really, I would love to have thirty minutes with Triple H. Just, just thirty minutes, and just say and say what I got to say. <laughs> he, might, he might he might he might pedigree me or uh, or tell me to shut my black ass up when I get done. But I would still love to just have a good thirty minutes and like, bro, like this is. I said the same thing about John Cena. I would love to talk to John Cena and be like, man, this is why I don't like you. And I would tell him, <laughs> I would tell him the things that made me not like him and the things that he did, and you know this stuff that why fans turned on him. I was a huge John Cena fan, but I would tell him the things that fans, the real reason why they turned on you. But you know, but they, but they don't care. They, you know, they they gonna do what they want to do. They really don't care what the fans want. The fans can beg all they want to about the LA Knight shit, but LA Knight is not gonna be where everybody want him to be. He gonna be right where he at. That's a prime example. In terms of L.A. Knight, I, I think the way his stardom is, I don't think the fans are ever going to turn on him no matter what WWE does. Like, I think he's going to be one of those guys who just has that polarizing effect on the fans. Kind of like, you know, when The Rock, The Rock would come out and didn't matter what he said or what he did, they were still kind of behind him in some kind of way. And I think L.A. Knight has that same ability to be able to walk out. As soon as his music hits, it's immediate eruption. You know, it's not many guys that's on WWE now who, when their music hit, you get a, you get all the crowd just kind of standing up going crazy. Um, you, you got some that they'll sing their songs or whatever, but nobody really has that ability to draw the fans from that first little note that boom, boom, and then everybody just comes out and see like, oh, it's LA night time. Yes, I'm here. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. That's all they want to do. They, they just want to get up and say, yeah. And I think that's a big thing that happened with like The Rock and Stone Cold who would have those one-liners that drew you in and made you want to say it. Like Stone Cold's, what? 
everybody says it. They still say it now. And I think that's the big thing for LA Knight is having that one line or that one word that makes you be like, yeah, I want to be involved. I want to be invested in this because that's really cool to me. And like, you know, you can't even say LA Knight without saying yeah right after. Well, if I can, LA Knight, yes. <laughs> <laughs> LA Knight, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I love LA Knight, man. I just, I, I'm really, I don't know if he has it in the ring, though. And and there's still that question mark for me. If L.A. Knight can carry the momentum that he has, the charisma that he has, uh, and that to be able to match his wrestling abilities. I have not seen a five-star L.A. Knight match. See, I, I, let, me, let me say one more thing real quick. One thing I can't say about L.A. Knight, and I want you to think about it. If you want to talk about skills and wrestling skills, Stone Cold was not the best wrestler at any given time on any show he was on. He was never the best wrestler. Stone Cold was a good wrestler. He was a better brawler, and he found him an in-between. Once L.A. Knight finds his in-between, L.A. Knight don't got to be no great wrestler because it is what it is. He had the character that'll bring him out. Stone, Stone Cold did a lot of brawling. He do the, he do the, the press leg stomps. A couple of suplexes and stuff like that, but he was never the best wrestler on on any lineup he was on. So L.A. Knight literally can do the same thing. He just gotta he just gotta be L.A. Knight because just like uh, Mister Everything said, that's what people like. So he uh, his his wrestling skills, as long as he don't botch, he can be basic. His finishing move is basic as hell, but he's entertaining. I mean, The Rock was very athletic, but would you would you ever say The Rock was the best wrestler on the team? The Undertaker, was he the best wrestler? So it's not about being the best wrestler. Chad, Chad Gable is the best wrestler. Kurt Angle was like one of the best wrestlers. Even Jericho. Jericho, was he the best wrestler? Being, you know, with, with wrestling, it's never about being, it's never about your skills. Sheldon Benjamin was the best wrestler. But that didn't mean shit because Sheldon didn't have no character and stuff like that. So I think LA Knight going to be all right. He just got to, he just got to keep being LA Knight. Yeah, uh, that was not intended. By the way, <laughs> that was a, that was a that was a tick. That little yeah, I said that was a tick. <laughs> oh man, uh, you got you know what LP? You have a point. Some of our favorite wrestlers will not very good wrestlers. And now that I think about Stone Cold in the ring, his moveset was super simple. You're right. He he was a brawler. I personally love brawl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love the style of a brawler like uh, Bradshaw and and Stone Cold and and those those early guys that brawl. I, I love that style. If it's matched with character, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't never remember him seeing him do anything spectacular, but I remember the whole you know the <laughs> and uh, him being aggressive and a hard hitter. Uh, Big Man Vader was the same way. He was aggressive and a hard hitter. Uh, and I love those brawlers because they make you believe, right? It ain't about technique. It ain't about style. When they hit you, you don't feel it. They make you believe it. And I think that's what uh, Gunther has a little bit of that we love is that strong style or that 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 um, that Brutus 
brutish energy that's in this this uh, disciplined, trained uh, sculpture of a man. You know what I'm saying? So you're right. Some of our favorite wrestlers were not very good wrestlers in the term of wrestling, but their characters really took them over the edge. And the LA Knight uh, definitely has that. Now, can he sustain that? He could. My question is, can he pivot if the fans turn on him? Yeah. He'll be, he'll be a hell of a heel. He was thought off as a heel. He started he, off as a heel, but people are cheering him now. Yeah, but he I think he can easily make that transition back to a heel. He'll be one of those heels that you hate, but you like, damn. That's like when the rock came, when the rock went heel, he was highly rock. You can boo him all you want to, but damn if he were entertaining <laughs> and you couldn't help but to laugh. So like I think I think LNA would be a hell of a heel. And people still gonna love him. Just like just like Mr. Everything said, they still they still gonna be on the side because you know they and, and there hasn't been a homegrown. The last homegrown star that I think the fans try to get over was Becky. So I think you remember when everybody wanted Becky and they just wouldn't give it to Becky. They wouldn't give it to Becky, and then they finally did when they didn't have a choice. I think that's kind of the same kind of way LA Knight is headed. Now whether he fall off like Becky don't fell off, I don't know, but because <laughs> Becky definitely has fell off with this whole trish man. <laughs> yeah, man, we talked about it last week. Uh, about uh, <laughs> Trish being trash in the ring, uh, <laughs> she is horrible. It's very hard to watch. It's like I keep I said it before and I'll say it again. Trish, you know what? I can't even I can't even put that on her. I was gonna call her the May Young of this generation, but I can't call her that because near the end of her career, May Young was doing some amazing things, being put through rings and being beat up by men. Uh, May Young was doing some absolutely great work towards the end of her wrestling career. But Trish Stratus right now is just, I don't know, she she stinks, man. I hate it. <laughs> I hate to see it because she's an absolute legend. But her in-ring ability is, is showing, man, and she is not good. We talked about her move, the, uh, I don't know what you call this, the, it's not the satisfaction. it's called something else, but where she uh, gets on the handstand, she tries to do like a, a handstand to her karana. Yeah. And then everybody always <laughs> tries to help her when she does it, and it's just like her legs just trailing, and they trying to grab it, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, it looks horrible. It looks absolutely horrible. She needs to stop. But, uh, man, I, let me ask you guys a question, man. Who who's a wrestler who you feel like should get a second chance with the WWE? Whether they are uh currently wrestling now or whether they are a WWE legend or a Hall of Famer, who do you think could come back right now and survive in this environment? Let me go, Chef. LP. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I probably would say I would say Rusev because much like yeah. I said before, Rusev was somebody who was over, and they just would not. They would to me. Rusev and Umaga are two people that I really wanted to see do more. At least Umaga did do a little bit more, but before he passed and all his other issues, but Rusev definitely was over, 
and then, but they didn't like that because, like I said, he got it over organically. So yeah, I think he hasn't really done much with his Miro, Miro, whatever his name is, character is over there. Um, I think he needed a character, and Rusev was his character. Some wrestlers can't be themselves, so I think all wrestlers, I don't miss everything. I don't know if you got a backup plan, but if you have a sign for somebody, I think all wrestlers can have a backup persona and be ready to pull it out of the box just in case they go somewhere and you go back and you Mike Jones like don't 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 nobody want to see Mike Jones when you've been missing everything for 20 damn years so like you know and it seemed like most wrestlers don't have a backup plan when Christian went over there career was that Christian Cage a lot of people think Edge may go over there and go by if he does he'll go by his real name um I hate when wrestlers go by their real names like but is that a normal thing? I don't know, Mr. Everything. You tell me, is that something that you're supposed to do? Go to your... Because nobody hardly ever starts a whole new persona in another country. I can tell you who his backup uh, character is. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ert Hansen. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> 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 What's happening, Bert? <laughs> Bert, who the hell you know named Bert? Man, listen, the only bird I ever known was on Sesame Street. That's the only bird I ever known. <laughs> but oh, to help his question, um, that is something some wrestlers actually do. They actually do go by their real names. <clears throat> some because uh, the character name that they've gone by for so long is probably copyrighted by the company and owned by the company, so they can't utilize it. Um, uh, you know, it ain't. If you think about it, the name that they had on the indies or before they got signed is probably not as strong and, and, and entertaining as it is now. I mean, look at, okay, John Cena. If he was to go back to wrestling and go to another company, ain't nobody going to look at him as a prototype. Let's just be honest. Nobody's going to say, oh, yeah, that's the prototype. I, I can definitely see that. Um, that's why it's so easy to kind of go in with a name that you have, like AJ Styles. He came in with the name AJ Styles. You know, um, for me, uh, I've been told that my real name is is very strong and can be utilized. I mean, that was told to me by Triple H, that he loves my real name, um, but he's willing to go by the wrestling name because that's what people recognize me as. So you got to look at what do they really recognize you as? And then whenever you make that transition to something else or a different character, what is actually going to be strong enough and good enough for people to say, you know what, I can definitely see that being his name. And you can't go, you can't go wrong with your real name because I mean he was born with it. People want to, I mean, they know it. When you Google Edge, his real name comes up. So he he was to go to AEW and wrestle on his real name. They'd be like, okay, yeah, that's definitely him. But I know him as Edge, but I do know him as this as well. Yeah, you also see a lot of wrestlers who uh, make the transition and then uh, they go to their real name. Like uh, the Big Show doesn't go by the Big Show anymore. He goes by his real name, uh, Paul. What is it, Paul? Right. Paul Wright. Um, you know, uh, I just heard a, a advertisement for uh, they. It's a it's a big Oasis pool party that they having out here in Phoenix and. Uh, the Garcia twins or the Bella twins are hosting it. So they went back to their name Garcia, uh, but they still put the, in, you know, the WWE moniker in their introductions to let everybody know who they are because they made that transition and changed their name from Bella to uh, their real name, which are the Garcia twins. Um, 
you know, a lot of people are starting to do that. But I think a lot of people want to build that barrier between who they really are and who they play on TV. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then for some people, it just works for them to live the character because other than that, um, they can just be who they are by amplified. You know what I'm saying? But the problem gets in between when the the line of reality is kind of muddled between character and who the person actually is, especially if their character is some type of a villain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we see that a lot of like Dark Side of the Ring, um, where you know some people actually try to live the persona of who who they are uh, for years, and you know that uh, is told by the actions that they do outside of the ring. Uh, for instance, Ric Flair was Ric Flair twenty four seven. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair was who he was, and you know, uh, although his character was really loosely based off of who he was, um, amplified. Um, he kind of muddled the line between who's the Rick Flair character and who am I really? You know what I'm saying? So uh, for some people, it's good to have that that character and that facade. Uh, you know, when I'm goofy and making faces and all that stuff, you know, I, that's who I, I naturally am. But when I'm renegade, it's kind of turned up a little bit. So it, it's just it it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Real, real quick, funny story. Uh, in terms of someone trying to live the character, and it really is a character. Al Snow, when I when I had a chance to sit down and talk with him in Colorado, he told me the story of how he would go to shows, not not shows, restaurants, and be Al Snow, and he would literally go to the restaurant and order his food and order food for Head, the little mannequin, you know, thing that he had with him. He would order food for the mannequin and be sitting there and hold whole conversations with the Head and everything. And he said he's got kicked out of a lot of restaurants because it just looked weird. <laughs> and people like, you know, this guy looks crazy. But it, it was just him living that character. So when you saw him on TV, it was relatable. You knew exactly who he was. But it was just one of those things like, okay, enough is enough when you're showing up and you're ordering two meals for you and this mannequin who's not going to even eat the food. Right. So, um, that, that does bring up a good point. And, and you know, people who actually live the, live the hype of who they are on TV. Yeah, man. Uh, but if you ain't living the character, just boo who you is. Maybe it might work for you. I think the LA Knight, the character LA Knight is who LA Knight kind of is, but amplified a little bit. Uh, you saw him play a couple of other characters, man. Uh, he was Eli Drake, and then he was LA Knight when he came to NXT, and then he uh, got pulled up the main roster, and now he was Max Dupree. <laughs> Dupree. Uh, and then they kind of shattered that character and let him be who the LA Knight character actually is, so you know, we uh, I think that we see uh, a, a real superstar in the making, man. I, I hope that they can keep giving L.A. Knight some adversity because if they put the belt on him too soon and he doesn't deliver, then they're going to be like, oh, see, we told you he wasn't the guy. Yeah. When in actuality, he very well could be the guy. Um, and I think that they should keep on denying him championship belts and let him really put on amazing matches, let the fans get him over, and then give him a Kofi Mania moment. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I think for LA Knight, I think he's he's trying his hardest to like his in-ring ability is really good. He has really strong in-ring ability. I think he's trying so hard to make what he does in a ring match up to what he says and does on the microphone in terms of his character. He should. He have his moments where he's slipping off the ropes and he's doing that. Like the match he had with Sheamus was going great until the spot where he went to go leap to the top rope and it ended up falling on the outside and you know, they went back and it was like, you know, get it again. They actually got it that time, but it was still kind of like oh, a little wobbly there. So I think if he just kind of dial it back a little bit, get what he can do perfectly with no problem over and then bring out the big stuff, then that would draw. And that's, that's, we always say less is more and it's more about emotion over motion. So if he can go out there and work a headlock, for five minutes and make it look entertaining and really good. Once he does like jump to the top rope or something, it's gonna make it look like even spectacular. Cause they were like, oh wow, I didn't know this man could do that. Like I have stuff that I've done uh, and I'm actually gonna share a video in a little while on the best damn wrestling podcast uh, Facebook page where I can do a, uh, uh, God, what's the name of it? I just lost the name of it just that fast. Um, Suicida. No, it's not even that. It's a uh, Spanish fly. Spanish fly. Okay. Um, I can do a Spanish fly. I just don't do it every match because it doesn't require me doing it every match. But I can do one. And a lot of guys are like, oh, you can't do no Spanish fly. You can't do a moon solemn. I can show you better than I can tell you. But again, I don't have to do it every match. My character does not call for me to do a bunch of high flying stuff. So I think LA Knight just has to dial it back just a little bit, do what you can do great for a little while. And then when you have those big match moments where you got to pull out something a little extra, pull out something a little extra. Right. I definitely agree with that, man. Uh, I think he's on his way, man. Uh, you know, the people are definitely behind him. I think that the front desk is is seeing that. I mean, the back office is seeing that he's uh, undeniable. So we'll see if they, you know, do do something with him. Uh, I think that the opportunity that he got to win the Battle Royal at uh, SummerSlam should have been with some type of stipulation or a title shot or something uh, to make it make it make sense. Um, but we'll see, man. I think that he, I think they should go ahead and try to put the U.S. title on. You know what I'm saying? I think if they do that. Then they get a game and see how he does with the championship. And if he is the guy, take over the reins and take over the company. Mr. Everything, man, thank you for joining us. Uh, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. Absolutely. You already know I'm always wrestling. I'm always somewhere this Saturday. I'm in Dunn, North Carolina. Um, taking on Trey Havoc for the next level uh, heavyweight championship. Uh, next week, I am in, what is next week? It's the end of the month. I'm local somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm local somewhere. Uh, I'm not going too far. And then I got to go back to Arkansas on September 9th, um, take on one DJ Brown and then uh, in the beginning of October, I'm going to Montreal, Canada for the very first time 
to go and wrestle out there for a couple of days. So that's going to be exciting, very fun. Um, I just got accepted to another magazine for modeling. So uh, once that drops, I will share the link for you guys to be able to purchase it either digitally or on print. If you if you buy the print version, if you buy the print version and you happen to see me somewhere, I will sign your print version. Just let me know, hey, Mr. Everything, I bought the print version. Or if you want to mail it to me to have it be signed, I will do that and I will mail it right back to you. I will put all the information in terms of how to send it to my business, my mailing address. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. Just making moves, um, kind of get this uh, personal training thing going. Um, that's something we're going to talk uh, sidebar and kind of push that a little bit. Um, what we talked about before. Other than that, man, just you know, being Mister Everything everywhere. Oh man, it's good to hear that, man. Where can people find you, man, on your social medias? Absolutely. Uh, go to Instagram, Roosevelt Conyers LLC, and go to my TikTok. In the words of Brian Renegade, TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> go to my TikTok official underscore Mr. Everything and see all the crazy workouts that I put up there. Um, transitioning my TikTok into just workout type stuff, but it's so hard to not put up the funny stuff. It's so hard. Um, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. So. Just go, go take a look, see what I got going on. I know you do reaction videos, man. It'd be cool to see you do reaction videos to like uh, gym fails, workout fails, and stuff like that. I think that'll be cool. You know what? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some with the gym fails, workout fails, and I'm gonna attempt the workout that they actually failed at. I like that. To show the correct way to do it. Yeah, I think you got something there, brother. You, you got know something. What I'm Mr. Brian Renegade, El Capitan, with the good old idea. You know what I mean? I keep an idea, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what you got going on? What could it be for people find you at, bro? Oh, man, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Right now, the, the main thing that's on my mind is preparing for this wedding that I got in October, man. So, uh, you know, just trying to get everything together for this uh, this, this pricey endeavor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's cool, man. Uh, other than that, man, you can uh, go to uh, my site. I do marketing advertising at theheadshotheroes.com. Uh, we have over 65 million impressions online for local businesses and, and pushing content for local businesses. So if you need marketing and advertising, it's right here, theheadshotheroes.com. And uh, support your board. Um, and then, other than that, man, we've got nonprofit uh, Blue Hearts for Autism. Uh, we are raising awareness for individuals and families that have autism and uh, providing resources. Uh, we got the podcast coming out soon called Eight Dad Autism, and I'm working on the books, uh, both ebooks and physical books for Eight Dad Autism to give uh, parents, young parents, a guide to dealing with children who have special needs. So if you want to, you can go over to blueheartsforautism.com and support. Uh, you can donate, you can buy coffee, you can uh, buy paraphernalia, all kinds of stuff at blueheartsforautism.com. And of course, we got the best damn wrestling podcast, man. Uh, we are growing in 11 countries on 15 different platforms, 2.1 million impressions online. And we have had some of the, the, the greatest legendary stars in wrestling history on the podcast. And we only a year in. So keep on supporting your boys and what we got going on. Cause we got more for you. Absolutely. 
You know what I'm saying? And if you want to support the show, uh, only thing that you have to do is go to our social medias, man. You can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can go to our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast, where we broadcast and we share all of our content. You can go to our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can visit us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can visit our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. If you want to support the show, only thing that you have to do is go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling the best damn wrestling podcast. <laughs> My lips kind of got stuck together when I was saying that. <laughs> it's almost five dollars. Only thing that you have to do is go to patreon.com and sign up. Uh, and you can support your boys for a little as five dollars. We got all kind of behind the scenes footage, knickknacks, paddywhacks, uh, special episodes, all that jazz over there at our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. Man, go over there, sign up, and support your boys. You know what I'm saying? We is growing, we is growing. Oh man. Listen, Mr. Everything, you know we do this each and every Wednesday. We got to give the people a word of motivation. We got to give the people a word of advice. We got to give the people something to get them through their work week. And when they're dealing with them badass kids and their annoying-ass co-workers and their overbearing boss. Give the beautiful people a word from Mr. Everything. Uh, so I'm not very religious. I'm a little spiritual every now and then. Uh, I really don't listen to gospel music. That's just my preference. But for some reason, this song came into my heart yesterday and I had to put it on the, the speakers and, and blast it on my way to work. And that is Jesus will work it out. Um, if you let him, he will work it out. Um, and I, I really felt that yesterday. And I actually sent it to my mom and I sent it to my sister and a friend of mine's. And I was like, yo, this is my heart song for today. And my mother called me and she was like, why'd you send me that song? And I was like, it's just, it was on my heart. Why? She's like, I really needed that right then. She said, I'm, I'm doing it a lot. And I really needed to, to know that you know, everything that I'm dealing with will be worked out and, you know, so just let Jesus take care of it. Don't worry about it. It'll get worked out. If you got bills, God got it. If you got stress, God's got it. If you got health issues, God's got it. Um, kids getting on your nerves, God's got it. Husband and wife getting on your nerves, God's got it. You got a dollar to your name, God's got it. So don't worry about it. It'll all get worked out in the end. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. That's a that's a good word. Preaching today from Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. That was a good word, man. Amen, my brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. Uh I think my final word would be be the inspiration that you want to see in your life. Be the inspiration that you want to see in your life. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit of how much power that we actually have, how much influence that we actually have. 
how many people actually look up to us for certain things and and look for us uh when 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 we're not even present you know what i'm saying so sometimes it's hard to go through your day and try to get some motivation i listen to a lot of motivational tapes and stuff and you know it's kind of hard to give yourself motivation throughout the day you know what i mean but sometimes you just got to be that inspiration that you want to see in your life you know what i'm saying start doing something a little bit every day to better yourself you know what i'm saying start telling yourself positive affirmations and you can change your life around man if you really want to you know what i'm saying you just gotta surround yourself with the right resources the right people and the right message you know what i'm saying so be the inspiration that you want to see out in the world if you want to see people uh helping people then go help somebody if you want to see mankind uh do something and, and help out uh they're, they're a fellow man, then go and listen to somebody that, that don't have anybody for them to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Be the inspiration. Be the help that you want to see mm-hmm. in your life. That is a word from your boy, Brian Renegade. Listen, man, we held you for about an hour and 30 minutes. Close to <laughs> it. Can't hold you no more. We love you. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Wednesday. You can check out all the episodes of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast on every platform. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, anywhere that you can get your podcast and that you listen to podcasts, go and listen to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And tell your grandma, tell your uncles, tell your mammy, tell your cousins and them about the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. We got something good going on. You know what I'm saying? Get you a slice of this pie before it's too late. (laughs) Oh, man. Mr. Everything, thank you, my friend. You are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you. You are the El Capitan of all Capitans, and we can't do this without you, brother. Better know it. Hold on real quick before we leave, man. I know we played it on the last podcast, man, but uh, I got to just go ahead and 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 see if you have a name for this move, man. The fans uh, are, are adding names on to it, but we got to get the official name for Mr. Everything. So let me play this clip of Mr. Everything doing this fantastic move and beautiful people. I want you to go back, watch this clip and give Mr. Everything some ideas of a name for this move that I think should be either his signature move or his finisher, but we'll see. Take three seconds out of that and it takes to pin somebody where you're like, you're gonna have to take some. But take again, why is that good? Victor Andrews in this. I mean, he just took the number one contender to the limit. Look at this. Oh, he's got him up. Nathan Cross in some real trouble here. Round and round we go. Oh my God. With no hands. That's making me dizzy. And oh, that was nasty. And still only a two count. Man, listen. I first saw Cesaro do that move, and I was like, yo, that's dope. 
And and I'm starting to use it a lot more, and I'm using it on on bigger guys too. I just did it this past Sunday in Charlotte. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't have a name. Maybe revolutionary. But yeah, best damnation. Give me a name for that move, man. And, and tell me if you want to see me do it a little bit more often, or you know, or how big of an opponent you want to see me try that on because you know your boy is strong your boy is strong okay let me tell you something let me tell you a little story your boy is strong okay the legs are powerful the back is strong okay three kids for a reason Scroll. Scroll. Yeah, you gotta say it with a c Scroll. and and i gotta i got another move once I get the video, I'll send it to you. It's a triple Samoan drop. And it's, it's, I pick the guy up, I hit one Samoan, I roll backwards, and I lift him up off the mat, deadlift, straight flats, and stand up with him on my shoulders and go for a second one, and I do a third one. And I call that my KO can, because it takes a lot of Dragon Ball Z energy to be able to do that. <laughs> I like that too, man. Maybe, maybe just an idea. Maybe you can finish that last one with like a Samoan driver. I think that'll be really cool. Two Samoan drops and the Samoan driver to end it. Oh man, that's dope. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I like that CW has actually told me he was like, "Yeah, do do something different at the end. Maybe a, a DVD. You know, maybe you could try that." I was like, "You know what?" I'm gonna give that a try, but I just been so so invested in the triple Samoans because it's like you know standing up with a man your size or heavier off yeah. the mat flat is just you know astounding all in itself. So we're gonna give that a try. I dig it, man. I want to see it if you do. So you know, what I'm saying you should definitely record that, and then we're gonna get some more footage of uh, Mister Everything in in uh, in the in the school of everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, practicing some moves and doing some workouts. So, Mr. Everything, if people want to go see your workout videos, where can they go? Uh, go to the TikTok. Go to the TikTok right now and see my workout videos. Uh, I'm going to redo my YouTube pretty soon. A lot of it is just wrestling matches. But I'm going to start putting some training videos up there. I actually have a uh, young lady that I'm going to train tomorrow, her very first day of training. And she is going to be, well, hopefully the world's not listening, but if they are, she is going to be my China. Oh. She is going to be my China. So when she debuts, we're going to shock the world um, and 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 grab, grab the, the horn, the, the deer by the horn, the bull by the horns, and ride that wave as long as we can. Um, she's a power lifter. She does competitions, and she's amazing. And she's going to have her very first day tomorrow. And let's see how much she actually can withstand with training with Mr. Everything. Question. Uh, how does Superstar Rome feel about all this? Have you talked to him? Have you have you consulted him at all about his replacement? Out of Pepe. Out of Pepe. Ain't nobody scared of him. Ain't nobody scared of them boys from Chicago. I'm shot town. Okay? He do <laughs> what I tell him to do. Unless <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, oh, man. I, did, I did talk to him and tell him, you know, he's, he's got to be focused in school. I'm keeping him focused in school. Um, I think he's wanted to transition into boxing. Uh, he's been doing some, some trainings with me, uh, and he's amazing. He, he catches on really fast. So I'm going to try him out with boxing for a little round just for the self-defense aspect and the discipline aspect. And um, when me and his mom sit down and have a conversation about how well he's doing, maybe we'll bring him back to the wrestling. Maybe we'll bring him to the local show. So you guys stay tuned. You got You only gonna know if you watch the damn uh, the best damn wrestling podcast what's gonna happen. We're not gonna post. It. I'm not even gonna post it. You, you only <laughs> gonna know if you're watching the show. So well <laughs> know superstar wrong and Wade's gonna re- return and have his, his grand re debut and come back to wrestling. You gotta watch the best. Damn wrestling podcast. Alexa, play the rest best damn wrestling podcast. Siri, play the best damn wrestling podcast. AOL. Dial up. All of it. All okay. of it. Connected everything. You can make some smoke signals. Play the best damn wrestling podcast. That's right, man. Hey, listen, man. Uh Follow Mr. Everything and everything that he got going on. Follow your boy Brian Renegade and see what I got going on. And follow our show on all our platforms to see what we got going on. All the best. Best. Damn. Wrestling Podcast. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>